Hello to all you Eagles fans out there. This is episode 10 of the Missing Link Podcast. Your connection to the Eagles through the eyes of a fan. Today we're reviewing a convincing 31-6 victory over the New York Jets. Victory Sunday, boys and girls. Obviously, I have a little bit of a a tickle in my throat here, but man, did that win feel good. It was finally a Sunday afternoon I could relax, you know, enjoy the fourth quarter with a comfortable lead. (laughs) Despite how the Jets looked, and they looked really bad, it's always nice to see, like, a good team actually play well when they're playing someone as bad as the Jets. You don't want to play down to your competition, and I think at certain points during this game, there were definitely some lulls of them playing down or kind of walking around not really playing as hard as they could have. You know when you're a good team, when you can actually put a whooping on a bad team, and it's very obvious in the talent discrepancy. From that standpoint, I'm glad this wasn't an actual game. I'm glad we were able to relax in the fourth quarter, and the Eagles came up strong and ended strong. Let's dive a little bit into like each quarter and the in-betweens. We can kind of see like where those lulls took place and where there's definitely room for improvement. Jason Peters, after the game, mentioned how a win's a win, and I totally agree a win's a win, but there's definitely some things to take away from this and improve upon if we want to make sure that we beat other good teams that are going to be coming up soon because the next six weeks are pretty brutal. A lot of away games the next three weeks. In fact, they're all away. Let's take a look at this starting in the first quarter. Start of the game, the Jets take the ball on the kickoff, and they start with their first offensive drive. Two straight runs with Le'Veon Bell, who very clearly is their only playmaker on offense. And then Brandon Graham gets a sack on third down for his first sack of the year. There were a lot of sacks in this game, and it was so great to see this defensive line wake up and start to take advantage of a poor offensive line. I mean, newsflash, we have not played great offensive lines between like Washington and Atlanta Atlanta had quite a few injuries before that game, but we have not had the sacks to follow. There have been pressures, but just no sacks. No one's getting home, and that changed today. The sacks all over the place. Everyone was getting in on the party. Sproles has a great return. That leads to a Jordan Howard 15-yard run on third and one, which they've been very good on third and one this year. Bad snap right at the goal line that went over Carson's head. Has the wherewithal to actually throw it at Matt Collins' feet during a bad snap from Jason Kelsey. Went back almost 25 yards. And most people would have just, you know, scooped that and fell on top of it and taken the the loss. But Carson actually picks it up, finds a receiver, throws that at his feet, incomplete pass, no harm, no foul, second and goal, fantastic play. Then Jordan Howard, building off of last week's performance, runs it in for a touchdown, and the Eagles are up 7-0. Today wasn't a great day on the ground because the defense did a fantastic job of just scoring, so we didn't really have to. But uh, Jordan Howard getting involved more He's more and more becoming my favorite running back of this committee. I mean, I think it should still be a committee. Miles Sanders had quite a few good plays today, and Darren Sproles is always going to be valuable in spurts. But Jordan Howard should really be the chairman of the committee, if you will. I mean, I really think he needs to get more carries, because every time he plays, every time he runs, he has power, moves the pile, just does a great job. And I think that a little bit more towards Howard and maybe a little bit away from the other two is the way to go, especially with the way he's playing right now. This also is the very first time this season that the Eagles have actually scored on their opening drive. Hallelujah. Hurrah. It's just so good to finally be up in the first quarter and actually, you know, take your game plan, take your scripted plays, go right down the field and score a touchdown. That's exactly what you want to see, and I really hope it continues. On the following Jets offensive possession, our collective dreams and screams come together in one crescendo as Nate Gary intercepts the ball and runs it back for a touchdown. 
And now it's a party, right? The route is on. I couldn't have dreamed up a better start. An Eagles linebacker undercutting a flat route and taking it to the house? Yes, please. Every day of the week. Loved it. It was amazing. <laughs> so, Nate Gary intercepts it, returns it for a touchdown. Eagles are up 14-0. On the following possession, the Jets punt because they're terrible. Orlando Skandrick, who we picked up off the street, uh, was sitting on his couch for the last four weeks watching us play. Had a bunch of injuries last week, so we gave him a call. He was with us in the preseason. Had a sack, which he'll have more, more to come. And then the Eagles also had a fourth down in the following possession where they were going for it on fourth and five. Were unable because Wentz actually got hit as he threw, so Alshon Jeffrey couldn't rope it in. I think it was a good call. I mean, it was on the New York Jets 38. It's not like you could punt there because it's kind of a waste and you can't really kick a field goal because it's almost a 62-yarder. Got to go for it on fourth down there. Didn't work out. That's the kind of way the cookie crumbles. And not to mention, you're playing a really bad team, so you might as well... Go for the throat, right? I love the aggressiveness. End of the first quarter, Jets are driving, and they come down the field, and they end up lining up for a 55-yard field goal, being no good, so he missed it far a little bit to the right. And now it's the start of the second quarter, and here's where we start going into this lull, where there's just, like, punts back and forth. Uh, The Eagles punted three times, the Jets punted twice. Wasn't that pretty, wasn't a great second quarter. It wasn't really flowing. I mean, the offense didn't look quite right almost this entire game. Wentz didn't have a great night when it came to, like, statistics. Josh Sweat ends up getting his first career sack during this, which is great. Everyone kind of got in on the sack party today. Until McLeod ends up with an interception and has a return about 20 yards. That was awesome. Great pressure up front by Fletcher Cox. Ball was a little high. Gets deflected up in the air by the receiver. McLeod comes down with it. Picking up interceptions, picking up sacks. The stats are starting to pile up. And this is what you need to do to a team like this. You need to get on top of them early, and you need to take away all their hope. And so on the following offensive possession, what do we do with it? We score a touchdown. Zach Ertz, 11-yard pass. That pass might look a little bit familiar because it's the exact same route he ran to score that touchdown in the Super Bowl. Just a left side, out there wide, runs a quick slant, did a great job sticking the ball out to break the plane. And there we are. Now we're awake. Way to go, boys. Way to wake up and put it in the end zone. And made them head into halftime up 21-0, feeling great about themselves, and ready to come out in the second half and put some more hurting on them. No ice creams and hugs required at this halftime. Eagles come out, get the ball. And they end up, Wentz anyway, has this amazing play where he ducks under a rusher. So he drops back, rusher right in his face, ducks right under it, Neo from the Matrix, and then fires a laser to Zach Ertz down the left sideline. Amazing play. So those kinds of plays that make you just so appreciative of Carson Wentz's talent and just having him on our team. And I know I gush about him a lot, but guy's an absolute stud, franchise quarterback, so glad he's ours. End up turning over the ball over on downs on the very first unsuccessful QB sneak, which I thought was an absolutely terrible spot. Definitely thought he got the first down on replay, and wherever they put that ball was not where he ended up, because I think he went over the pile. The announcers took like 60 seconds to even talk about the possibility he didn't get it, because I don't think anyone thought that he didn't. Turnover on downs, Jets get the ball back. Don't do much with it, though. Only go six yards and six plays and end up punting it. After that, the Eagles get the ball, go on a 12-play drive for the next seven minutes. After a Jake Elliott field goal, the Eagles are now up 24-0. The Jets then get the ball and go three and out and punt it to a Corey Clement, who's only punt returning because Darren Sproles had a quad injury. And this is by far the most frustrating part of this game. So Corey Clement's punt returning, like I said, because he has to. He's the backup. And he's sitting back there, and the ball bounces. And I think he thinks that the ball hits the Eagles player. And so he's he runs to the ball, you know, he jumps in the air and collides with the defender, which makes the ball live, 
fumbles the ball, Jets recover, and then on the very next play, run a 19-yard reverse, catch the entire defense flowing one way, and score. So the shutout is ruined completely by Corey Clement. I never want to see that guy return another punt. He was terrible last year. He's terrible this year. Stop it. Like, that guy hasn't been good for two years. Since the Super Bowl, it's been injuries, inconsistency, and just poor play. Just please, get him out of here. He can run the ball every now and then. I do not want to see him on special teams again. The Eagles just punt the ball in the next possession, and then the Jets get the ball. This is where things really start to spiral out of control for the Jets. Orlando Skandrick, who had a sack earlier, comes in, strip sacks, and returns the fumble 44 yards for a touchdown, which was amazing. This guy, you consider he was at home the first four weeks, not playing for a team, comes into this game and ends up having two sacks and a recovery for a touchdown, like... That's incredible production. We can definitely use that in the slot corner position, and I hope he sticks around. I, you know, Even when Avante Maddox comes back, play him on the outside. If Skandrick keeps up this kind of production, there's no reason why we shouldn't keep him in there. I mean, Patrick Robinson was signed that offseason during the Super Bowl run, and he was really a veteran off the scrap heap, and we might have found ourselves a, a diamond in the rough. This is when the sacks really start to just like pile on. Deshaun Hall gets in there for a sack, preseason favorite of mine. And then he also gets sacked by Josh Sweat for his second of the game. Eagles get the possession next. Punt, and then the Jets get it one more time. You get another sack by Derek Barnett to kind of round it out. The game ends, and the Eagles win 31-6. to She really started to kind of feel bad for uh, Falk at the end there with the amount of sacks and pressures, and he just looked lost. He does not look like an NFL quarterback, and I'm sure that the Jets are hoping and praying that Sam Darnold comes back soon because they really need a boost at that quarterback position. Overall, the defense ended up having 10 sacks in this game. They came into the game with three, quite a bit more than usual. (laughs) It was amazing to see. I mean, you want to take advantage of an offensive line like this, obviously, but 10 sacks is still 10 sacks. They've got good players over there as well, and 10 sacks is something to be proud of and take away, and hopefully this starts to unlock our pressures from here on out. Jim Schwartz had a very blitz-heavy game plan. I think he, I mean, he blitzed all out. He had no respect, obviously, for the opposing quarterback. Corner blitzes and things like using everyone that you had at your disposal really opened up some opportunities for people to get their sacks. And the defense as a whole played pretty well. They were sleepwalking a little bit at the beginning of the second quarter and towards the end of the, the third. When it came down to it, should have been a shutout. If it wasn't for Chloe Clement, it would have been a shutout. And so I think you can say they did their job. They absolutely held up their end of the bargain. And they're a big reason why this became came a blowout so quickly. Eagles offense, it was it was an okay performance. Carson Wentz did what he had to do. He was 17 of 29, 189 yards, one touchdown, had a rating of 90. He definitely missed some throws. There was some pressure on him early, especially during like during the second quarter and they really took a lot of plays to get going after that first barrage of points. It didn't seem like they were really in sync. Um, I don't know whether that was, you know, the Jets have a good defense or we don't have the weapons to really kind of spread them thin you know we kind of had the possession receivers there was one big play that was missed with Nelson Aguilar had he not been touched it would have been a, a walk-in touchdown so there was a little bit of verticality to the game but overall it was a lot of underneath stuff some runs uh, the defense really carried the day like I said so it wasn't like the offense had to really be that productive with the running game Jordan Howard got 13 carries for 62 yards averaged almost five yards a rush with that touchdown everyone else was not great Miles Sanders nine carries for only 15 yards Darren Sproles only carried three times and the team itself 29 carries for 84 yards 2.9 average so not the best running performance they ran down the clock when they needed to like I said the defense stepped up in spots to manufacture some offense and score some touchdowns so 
it's not like the Eagles offense had a lot of pressure to score. The Jets ended up with only 120 yards passing, those 10 sacks. Luke Falk had a QBR of 1.8 out of 100. Uh, That is very, very bad, folks. And his passer rating was 37.3. Not fantastic. Le'Veon Bell, I thought, played really well considering how many Eagles were touching him on every single play. He was almost single-handedly driving piles. And even though his stats aren't very good... He is a player that is stuck on a bad team, and if they ever figure it out with the offensive line, he could definitely be a weapon in the future. But he only averaged 2.9 yards a carry. No Jets receiver really posed too much of a threat and clearly didn't score any touchdowns. Defense did a great job. Offense, like I said, the Jets have a pretty good defense on their end, but we scored when we needed to, and being up 14-0 to kind of start the game really put the Jets in a hole that they were never going to recover from. The Eagles would be wise to... Put this one in their back pocket. Feel good about themselves. Don't get caught up in your own hype. Buckle down. Enjoy it today. Tomorrow, take the day off. Get back to work on Tuesday. Start to come up with a game plan for the Vikings. There's definitely an opportunity to win that game. The Eagles are a better team. But you can't play the same way that you played today. Because today was more about sleepwalking. You know, you're taking advantage of an inferior opponent. You're not going to be able to just all-out blitz Kirk Cousins because they have Stefan Diggs and they have Adam Thielen and some other players that are going to burn you. I think if you're a fan, this was a, a great game because you didn't have to stress. It was very, very nice to relax and watch. I'm excited for next week. I want to start to see the Eagles play better teams because, you know, beating the Packers was amazing. We can get on top of the Vikings and especially the Cowboys. We're going to really start to see this season start to roll in a positive direction. Eagles are now 3-2, and two, looking to go 4-2. and two. And if we can win two of the next three games, we'll be sitting at 5-3 and three in the NFC and feeling pretty good about ourselves, and maybe we can get a home playoff game. The Eagles are 3-2, and two, got a blowout win, and good vibes all around. Fly, Eagles, fly. Thank you so much for listening to this edition of the Missing Link Podcast. If you enjoyed it, please share this with an Eagles fan that you have in your life. This episode is sponsored by audibletrial.com slash themissinglink. Audible is offering a free 30-day trial and audiobook to all the Missing Link listeners. All you have to do is go to audibletrial.com slash themissinglink, L-I-N-C, collect your free audiobook, and enjoy the thousands of audiobooks at your disposal. My girlfriend absolutely loves Audible, so I highly recommend it because she uses it every single day. Have a great rest of your week. I'll be back on Friday with a Vikings preview.